This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. This time, part two of our conversation with Dr. Stephen Cox, an otolaryngologist or ENT with My Michigan Health in Gladwin and Midland. Health Dose asked Dr. Cox, for patients who are intolerant of using a CPAP device, is there any other options for improving a patient's sleep? CPAP intolerance comes in a different, a bunch of different varieties. So it might be that you broke your nose or you were diagnosed with a nasal septal deviation and you can't breathe through your nose so you can't tolerate the machine. It might be that you have claustrophobia and it really upsets you to keep the mask on or nasal prongs on. And frankly, some people just can't sleep with it. They just don't tolerate it. And so that's when they usually are referred to a sleep surgical specialist. How common is it that a person is unable to tolerate using a CPAP machine? So they've done a lot of studies on that, and rates range from anywhere from about 40% to as high as 70% where they can't adhere to using their prescribed CPAP machine. It's not easy. No, it's not, especially at first. So what are the options for somebody who is CPAP intolerant? Is there a way that you can help me breathe better at night? And that's a wonderful question. One of the first things we discuss is the importance of having something done because obviously sleep apnea is something that can really cause a lot of morbidity to your heart, to your brain, to your psyche. And so there's different options, including what's called a mandibular displacement device that moves your jaw forward. So that would be a non-surgical option. If you find that you just can't breathe through your nose and still want to try the CPAP, we could always try to fix the nose if there's a deviation or we have turbinate swelling. Um, or frankly, you just don't tolerate it, then there's a bunch of sleep surgical options that we can try. Can you explain what turbinates are? If you look inside someone's nose, we all have turbinates. They are these large, almost balloon-like looking structures in the nose. They can be swollen because of allergies, or in some folks, you were just made with large turbinates. And mm -hmm. so by shrinking those down, you open up that nasal airway, and that can help people tolerate CPAP. I've seen ads for something called Inspire. What is Inspire, and when do you use that as a device to help your patients? That's a great question. So we have already talked about how common it is for patients not to tolerate CPAP. Usually at that point, we get the referral to our ear, nose, and throat clinic, and I will see the patient and evaluate the patient and decide if there is maybe something that is obvious on exam that we could fix to help you tolerate your CPAP machine better. Alternatively, if there's not, then we go to the operating room for the drug-induced sleep endoscopy, and that's just a fancy way of saying, I watch you while you sleep. It sounds creepier than it really is. <laughs> Based on what we see during that procedure, we look for where the collapse is in the back of your nose, where your soft palate is, your throat, your tongue, and your epiglottis. Based on those findings, you may or may not qualify for this Inspire device. Then we have the conversation if that's the right procedure for you or if other sleep surgery is the right procedure for you. What is Inspire? Inspire is this newer technology where you get essentially, it's called hypoglossal nerve stimulator. And what that basically is a pacemaker for your tongue. So while you're asleep, this little pacemaker that's in your chest sends small little pulses to your tongue to open up the airway and prevent those obstructive events from happening. So electrical stimulation causes what, your tongue or your palate to relax? So what happens during sleep, during that REM phase, your tongue and your palate and your throat start to relax. But what this machine does is it 
kind of counteracts that and it sends an electrical pulse to contract your tongue, pulling it forward and also can pull your soft palate forward as well. And with that movement forward, it opens the airway and allows you to breathe better at night. So just the opposite of relaxing. Exactly. And how effective is that? What kind of what kind of a success rate are you getting with Inspire? And I believe the most recent data is five-year data from Inspire, and it's quoted at as high as 90 to 94% success rate. Really? And so success rate in sleep surgery is dropping your AHI level, which is the level that we measure the severity of one's sleep apnea, dropping that by 50% and dropping that AHI level below 20. So that's basically saying we get you into your sleep apnea level to a safer level where you're not at risk for as many of those morbidities that we talked about. AHI stands for? Apnea hypopnea index. And so that's the number of times in an hour that either your breathing is slowed or you completely stop breathing in an hour. Mm -hmm. In terms of efficacy, how do you contrast the CPAP or BiPAP with the Inspire? Well, CPAP will always remain the gold standard. That gets you to either a curative level or a mild sleep apnea a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So my goal as your sleep surgeon would always be for you to try to tolerate CPAP first. Mm -hmm. And that's frankly Inspire's goal too. But for those patients who are not tolerant of it, the Inspire, it's about a 90 to 94% success. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great option for those patients that don't tolerate CPAP. Yeah, I would imagine for a person who can't handle a CPAP or a BiPAP machine, Getting a 90 to 94, 95% success rate, I'll take that. It's life-changing. It really is for those patients. So for a patient who you've outfitted with Inspire, what kind of typical outcomes are you seeing? How does it affect their life? How does it change their life? Much like a CPAP would, the Inspire allows you that refreshing good night sleep that your body, your brain, your heart crave. Mm -hmm. So you'll have more energy. You feel less groggy. Frankly, bed partners are more satisfied that you're maybe not snoring as much. So it truly is a life-changing procedure for those who can't tolerate CPAP. Do I need a referral to see you? And how do I go about the evaluation process? What's the first step? That's a great question. So in order to get the Inspire, several things need to happen first. So you need a diagnosis of sleep apnea, and that starts with getting your sleep study. In order to qualify for the Inspire, you need to have tried CPAP and not been able to tolerate it. You also need to have had a sleep study done within the last two years prior to the procedure. And so oftentimes, a lot of referrals will come from patients' primary care doctors or their sleep doctor. But I'm always happy to see patients if they're just starting their journey with sleep trouble. The important thing is getting a sleep study done within two years prior to considering Inspire mm-hmm. and not tolerating the CPAP device prior to being considered for the Inspire procedure. My Apple phone, my Apple watch, they all have these programs that mm-hmm. track my oxygen level, that track my sleep. How accurate are those? And are you using that kind of data to diagnose someone? That's honestly what I think the future will be because they have the capability to do a limited EKG. They have the capability of detecting when oxygen goes down. I think it's a highly sensitive technology right now. And so because of that, we get maybe a lot of false positives. Mm. But I would rather a patient go get a sleep study and it be negative than have that patient 
suffer morbidities from an undiagnosed sleep apnea. So I don't personally review that information, but I do think it's the future. That is otolaryngologist Dr. Steve Cox. Dr. Cox has training in advanced sleep surgery techniques, including the Inspire Hypoglossal Nerve Stimulator for patients with sleep apnea who can't tolerate a CPAP machine. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to mymichigan.org doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thanks so much for listening. Check back again soon for another episode of Health Dose.